The Bible is actually one big story, a cosmic story, which reveals not only a big picture, but also fills in the details. In this episode, we will explore the story of the Bible. You're listening to the Bible series with Pastor Robbie Burton. When most people pick up the Bible and they start reading it, it doesn't take long until they get the feeling that the Bible is a collection of random stories which seems to be disconnected and unrelated to one another. But we all know that we need to read the Bible and it's important for us as we grow as Christians. So we tell ourselves, we'll just read the passages until we find a good lesson, a good moral principle in the passage. And once we do that, we feel good. We can move on. My three-year-old son loves stories. At every chance he gets, he asks me, Dada, tell me a story. At breakfast time, at lunch time, at dinner time, tell me a story, Dada, tell me a story. And of course, at bedtime, his favorite part is stories. Everyone loves a good story. There's something about the human mind that's wired to learn through stories. Now, every good story has three main ingredients, a storyline, chapters, and threads. Without these three things, a story is a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. But when we come to the Bible, for most of us, the Bible doesn't seem to be one story. It's more like a bunch of unrelated stories. But one Christian author puts it this way, There is not always perfect order or apparent unity in the Scriptures. The truths of the Bible are as pearls hidden. They must be searched, dug out by painstaking effort. Those who will take only a surface view of the Scriptures, well, with their superficial knowledge, which they think is very deep, talk of the contradictions of the Bible. The illuminated soul sees a spiritual unity, one grand golden thread running through the whole. But it requires patience, thought, and prayer to trace out the precious golden thread. So let's explore this one grand golden thread. We call it the storyline. All good stories follow the same stages of a storyline. That's what makes it a story. A storyline starts out with an exposition. This is where we, the reader or hearer, are introduced into the universe of the story. We're told of the place, the time, the location, and the characters. But inevitably, as the story progresses, there is a conflict that's normally introduced. This is something that changes the course of the story. We're told what happened, how it happened, sometimes why it happened, and when it happened. From this point on in the story, there's tension. Questions are asked that don't immediately have answers. Things like, what's going to happen? Who's going to solve this problem? And perhaps the most important is, when will this problem be fixed? This stage of tension is sometimes called the hope stage, which leads to the climax of the story. Something happens in the story that deals with the conflict. It all comes to a head. From this point, the story enters into the wrap-up phase. This is where all the unanswered questions from the conflict and the hope phases are addressed, now in light of the climax. Once the wrap-up is complete, we enter a stage of resolution. This is the new normal. What the story universe is like post-conflict and climax. 
every story you have ever heard, if it was a good story, followed this storyline. This storyline is our golden thread that runs all the way through the scriptures. The next ingredient in our story is chapters. Chapters are important because they help us understand each stage of the storyline. If there were no chapters, we'd get lost as to what stage of the storyline we're in. Is this the conflict or the climax? Is this a wrap-up or is this a hope? Where are we? So chapters are absolutely essential. Now, when talking about the chapters of the story of the Bible, we're not referring to any particular chapter of any particular book. If we consider the story of the Bible, there are in our minds already some clear chapters. The Adam and Eve story, the problem of sin. This is generally the first chapter in the story of the Bible that we think about. After this, we think of the chapter that deals with the promise regarding the sin problem, which leads us to the chapter dealing with the Savior coming and His birth, His life and death. Followed by this chapter, we think of the church, the Great Commission, which has been given to share the good news about Jesus and salvation. And in the center of this story and its chapters is the cross. In this view, we see the story in relation to us, my life before the cross, my life after the cross. This view of the storyline and its chapters is what is known as the I-centric salvation story. We see the sin problem starting with Adam and ending with Jesus. And we're in the middle of that story. We say things like, are you saved? Have you been born again? Have you found Jesus? And so on. And although there is nothing wrong with this, it's a little bit limited in the grand scheme of Scripture. You see, there are more chapters to the storyline. The story of the Bible does not begin with the fall of man and sin, but rather it actually begins with heaven. You see, the sin problem of Adam and Eve that they experienced, it existed before they did. It is started in heaven. After this chapter where we're introduced to heaven, we're introduced to a chapter on creation of this world, followed then by the fall and the promise, then the Savior, then the church. And the last chapter of the story of the Bible communicates is not a story about just the aimless mission of a church, but the restoration of all things, the problem of sin finally being dealt with. You see, even though Jesus dealt with sin in terms of providing a way for salvation at the cross, the effects of sin are still very evident in the world today. And that will continue until the ultimate removal of sin in the restoration chapter. The bigger picture does something remarkable. It shows the salvation story as a God-centric story, not an I-centric story. You see, God had to deal with sin before you or I were born, and He will have to deal with it after you and I are gone. Sin is God's problem to solve, and this is glaringly obvious when we look at the chapters of the Bible overlaid with the storyline. We see that the first two chapters, heaven and creation, they give us an exposition of the location and the characters. But then the conflict comes, the fall of man. And now this tension, what will happen? Is there hope? This brings the chapter of the promised one, who will solve this sin problem? Then as the storyline reaches its climax, we're introduced to the Savior who comes to solve the problem of sin. After this climax, the church is introduced to wrap up 
The mission of the church is to explain how the climax, the Savior, solves the conflict and answers the hope and promise that was looked for. And lastly, during the resolution stage of the storyline, we're introduced to a new normal, what life is without sin, and yet with a knowledge of it. Now, if we loosely overlay the 66 books of the Bible and fit them according to the chapter themes, we see something remarkable. The books of the Old Testament give enough information to understand the whole story of the Bible. But the majority of the books fall in the promise chapter with the purpose of providing hope during the tension phase between conflict and climax. Now, if we overlay the books of the New Testament, we find, once again, to understand the whole story of the Bible, but the majority of the books fall into the church chapter or the wrap-up phase. This is the period where the church explains to the world the power of the climax in light of the conflict. The last ingredient in a good story is threads. Threads unite or connect the chapters to the storyline. Most Christians understand that the Bible is made up of doctrines like heaven, hell, salvation, baptism, tie, death, resurrection, among others. But seeing the purpose of these teachings is often difficult because they are not seen as being connected to the story of the Bible. As one commentator writes, The truth for this time is broad in its outlines, far-reaching, embracing many doctrines. But these doctrines are not detached items which mean little. They are united by golden threads, forming a complete whole with Christ as the living center. The Bible seems to have seven key threads that tie all of the chapters to the storyline. And each of these threads help give us a context as to where we are in the storyline. These threads are the sanctuary, stewardship, Sabbath, state of man, salvation, sanctification, and the spirit of prophecy. Let's quickly see how these threads work. Let's take the sanctuary thread, for example. If we start by looking at the heaven chapter, we're introduced to a character called Lucifer, whose title was Covering Cherub. This is the same title given to two cherubims that are placed as symbols over the Ark of the Covenant. We're also told that God wanted the sanctuary built so that he could dwell with humanity. This picture of God tabernacling with man is seen in the creation chapter and in the restoration chapter at the end of the story. But since the fall, a sacrifice was introduced. We also see sanctuary imagery in the promise chapter, where we're informed that when the Savior comes, he will take away the sins of the world. At the death of Jesus on the cross, the temple veil rent in two, showing that the earthly sanctuary had ended and the heavenly phase had started. So through each chapter, we can find different aspects of these threads, which tie the chapters to the overall storyline. The same is true for each of the other seven threads. These threads help us dig deeper to see the story as it's progressing through the storyline. So, in case you missed it, the Bible is a single story with a cosmic God-centered storyline. It's made up of seven chapters that lead the reader through from exposition to conflict, hope, climax, wrap-up, and ultimately resolution. 
It contains seven golden threads of sanctuary, stewardship, Sabbath, state of man, sanctification, and spirit of prophecy. Each of these threads can exist in each chapter to help tie the chapter to the storyline. So what does this mean for us, the Bible student? Well, as we study a portion of the Bible, understanding these three points helps us know, one, where we are in the storyline. Number two, which chapter in the story are we studying or reading? And number three, what threads are in this passage to help tie the chapter to the storyline? Have a blessed day. You've been listening to the Bible series with Pastor Robbie Bergen. For more of this series, go to seektv.com.